made this here with all the ice on in the booth at the gate outside when they pull up they get me loose swoolody make it Welcome to another great edition of Take It or Leave It. It's Derry here with uh, Hoodie Dan, as always. It's because it's a little nippy outside. <laughs> it's a little nippy. Speaking of that, I lost my power. We almost recorded this podcast in the dark, no power. That would have been amazing. Shout out to the REMC, though. Yeah, way to, way to get all that, <laughs> all those power lines back up. I was hoping we were going to record in the dark just so I could scream, you know, like, in the dark! Something like that, I don't know. <laughs> Max out on our audio levels, man. Yeah, I want to want to really hurt some people's ears. I want to say something I don't think it's friendly for our uh, non-explicit <laughs> show. So No, uh, we're friendly. We're friendly. Fr- oh, my gosh. We're family-friendly around here. Yeah, very family-friendly. I can't speak, though. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Families don't care. Anyway... Danny here's he's been badgering me to to give some head coaching takes some that's right uh starting with some NBA head coaching takes uh, I I'm not really sure what his takes are I'm kind of just a reaction man I kept you in today. the dark on purpose I've been reading too many Markel Fultz conspiracy <laughs> theories this week so I didn't have much to to bring uh today but that's that's why there's two of us so uh, yeah, what what do you got for us all right here, so I'm gonna go over some NBA head coaches who are gonna get fired this either oh. mid-season or right after the end of the season oh. and who's going to replace them oh okay now this is spicy <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start from least like you know like most obvious to least obvious mm-hmm. so first i'm gonna start off with billy donovan of the thunder he's definitely okay. getting fired I, because the thunder are gonna be garbage i i, I can agree with that he's gonna um, be replaced by etor messina who is a spurs assistant and very widely regarded around the league. Um, next is going to be Fred Hoiberg from the Bulls. Because the Bulls have a nice young team. You don't want to waste it with Fred Hoiberg as the head coach. So I, th- I think they like him, though, because I think they attribute their success with the young guys to Fred Hoiberg. No, he's, Even though we all know he's, that's probably he's not trash. true. He's not going to be around. Um, I'm going to get to who he's going to be replaced by in a little bit. Oh, okay. Because he's going to be replaced by a current coach that's going to get fired. Oh, okay. Okay. Next is going to be Scott Brooks from the Wizards. Uh, Obvious. Because the Wizards are going down the drain. They're going to start rebuilding this offseason. They need to trade Jordan Wall, by the way. They need to before that Supermax kicks in for $40 a year. (laughs) Pacers could pick him up. They need a point guard. No, I'm good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the person that's going to replace him, this is my first controversial take is old Rick Pitino because well. he's going to get some NBA. He's going to get NBA interviews because that's what he hired the new NBA agent for. Even even if he does uh, get that job, he's going to be out of the league in two years at least. It's still going to be hilarious. <laughs> he's not going to be around for long. We, we saw that happen before. He's... Next is going to be uh, Tom Thibodeau because yes. you see what happens with the Jimmy Butler thing. Uh, the whole team, really. I mean, yeah. Robert Covington played 41 <laughs> minutes last Roco, night. Roko, man. <laughs> I mean, he's good, but you play your players 41 minutes, he's not going to be good for very long. <laughs> and he's going to be replaced by David Blatt, the former Cavaliers coach, who's now oh. coaching in the Spanish League oh. overseas. Oh. David Blatt that. was actually a really good coach. He just didn't get along with uh, Dave, uh, Dan Gilbert from the Cavs, the owner. Yeah, but he has a Burton Ernie nose. 
<laughs> well, if you ever looked at good overseas head coaches, they all have a big nose. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's also Russian. <laughs> Most of them have big noses. I think it's all the the vodka they drink. All right. My next one is pretty obvious. Luke Walton from the Lakers. He's going to get fired. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to replace by Ty Lue because LeBron has a great relationship <laughs> with him. A confused goldfish Ty Lue. <laughs> We'll see, we'll see how that one turns out. It'll turn out fine. Ty Lue <laughs> is actually a pretty good coach as far as balancing player relations. Yeah, I, I don't think he's strategic on a coaching level, though. I mean, <laughs> we, we saw the Cavs this year. I mean, they're bad, but... Well, they never gave him a chance, six, really. It's pretty bad. His best player is Channing Frye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're going to get into some controversial ones here a little bit. Uh, first one's Nate McMillan from the Pacers. He's just a manager. He doesn't know how to coach well. They're going to replace him with Jeff Van Gundy, the head oh. coach of USA Basketball. Oh. I'm calling it. Oh. Because <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy has a great relationship with Larry Bird, who's still – he's not the GM or the president anymore, but he's still, you know, like a part of the team guy. Um, Jeff will be back before Stan? Yeah, yeah. Stan's going to take – is going to get a couple years off at least. Dang. He might come back in a front office one. But Dang. Jeff, Jeff, I know, has been trying to get back in the the NBA from sources on Twitter. Dang, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be a mid range team. Hey, he's <laughs> USA basketball. The youth team plays really well with him. Uh, my next controversial one is Brett Brown of the 76ers. Oh no, I don't know about that. And Brett Brown was my choice to replace Fred Hoiberg in Chicago with all those young guys. He did. I but know. I feel like the Sixers are going to trade for Jimmy Buckets. The season's going to go, you know, not very good. Elton Brand's going to want to get his own guy in there because he's the GM. He's the guy now. I could I could see if the season doesn't go well, Brett Brown being out in the in Philadelphia. But Philly loves Brett Brown. Yeah. They love him. Load yeah. up, brother. Load up. But they does Elton that. Brand love Brett Brown? I don't know. I hope so. He He embodies the city well. You know, and but I the my replacement I've picked embodies the city even more. Okay, Jay Wright. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. I don't I don't know. If... I say either Jay Wright or Jerry Stackhouse because Elton Brand has a good relationship with Jerry Stackhouse, and Jerry Stackhouse has got relate or interviews like the past three recruit or hiring cycles, so it's just a matter of time. He coaches the. Uh, uh, 905 Raptors, the D-League. Yeah. And he got promoted to the bench this season, so he's definitely going to get a job. I just don't know about the Brett Brown getting fired. See, I, Philly loves I knew Brett that Brown was going to so. fire you. i got to have some controversial ones in All here. right. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> Brad Stevens is getting fired, too. Oh, I don't Book know about it. that. Book it. <laughs> Who's Quinn replacing Star- him, though? I don't know. Quinn Snyder's better because he obviously he got the best years out of Gordon Hayward. And well, the Jazz got dismantled. Against the Mavericks and my boy Luca. Hey, By the way, Luca's good. Luca Doncic behind the back pass fake out is the one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Luca's his step back is mean. That's step my rookie of the year. Mean. I told you. I told you. Hey. First episode, he was gonna be great. I picked it too. Book it. <laughs> All right, and my last controversial one for the NBA coaches is that the cool. legendary Greg Popovich retires. Off the back of losing his wife this past off season, he'll be leaving the Spurs in decent condition. I can I can see him retiring. 
And I thought you were going to say he was getting fired. No, not say, getting fired. He's that's retiring. That's impossible. That's literally impossible. And my pick to replace him is his current uh, defensive coach assistant, Becky Hammond, and we get our first woman NBA coach. Ooh, you think, we think we're ready for that now? We're not ready for that, but I would love <laughs> to see it. I know Popovich oh. thinks very highly of her, though. Yeah, yeah. They should, they should hire... Uh... Uh, Doris Burt. Somebody should hire Doris Burt. No, no. She was a point guard. Yeah, she was a point guard at Providence. 2K likes to point out. She was a, she was a point <laughs> guard at Providence. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <sighs> they attribute her every time she says something like Oh, that. yeah, definitely. Anytime they're like, Doris, we're going to ask you about this. And you know, because you were a point guard at Providence. <laughs> but it's said that all the Spurs players love her, all the coaches love her. So I think, mm. I think it's time that the NBA step up and be a leader. That's a that's a very interesting one. I don't know. I that's don't know my most controversial yet. one. I don't know if it's gonna. It'd happen be pretty yet. neat though. It would be. <laughs> I would be interested. I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what how it goes. Uh, obviously, if he goes poorly, that's gonna set. Yeah, then set no woman would back. ever get a chance again. Yeah, which is at least for a long time. Just because so of how the NBA is. Yeah, you really want to make sure she's good. You know, my send her to the Warriors. Have her like be an interim coach there for a while. <laughs> And then we can worry about. That's how Luke Walton got a job. Yeah, yeah. Then we, if Luke Walton can get a job, any anybody. And can. if Luke Walton gets fired, he's definitely going to get a job somewhere else. Yeah, and it's going to be the same. I think there. he's actually a decent coach. It's just LeBron. You try to, yeah. You try to coach a LeBron team with all ball handlers, no shooters, and see how you do. I think it's just LeBron's fault. That's why LeBron's he's gonna get, uncoachable. That's why he's going to get Ty Lue. He's uncoachable. <laughs> LeBron is the coach. That's what he says when he comes. By the way, I'm still really salty because that other night, that Lakers game, you know, he got that tip in dunk. I was like, wow, he's so good. He got the tip. He missed the free throws, but he got the tip in dunk. That should be a technical. He hung on the rim for 30, like legit 30 seconds. Yeah, but if you're the GOAT, they don't look at stuff like that. Maybe not, but still, that should be a te- that should Tom, be a game over right Tom there. Tom Brady screams at the refs. He ever get a flag? No. Okay, that's unfair there too, but. <laughs> If Tom Brady was hanging on the rim, which I highly doubt he could <laughs> even dunk the ball. TB12. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that should have been game over. That should have been technical foul. Send someone to the line. I don't even remember who they were playing. It's been like a week. <laughs> Send someone to the line. Hit two free throws. They get the ball back. Game over. Tyson Chandler. Zion could hang block. on the ga- rim the whole time in college, and they wouldn't call it. Well, he's pretty much on the rim the whole time, <laughs> the whole game. So, I mean. Zion's going to be a bust. Book it. Book it. Book it. Next Blake Griffin. Next Blake Griffin. Next Blake Griffin. Knee injury. Going to put him out. All right. That's all I got for the NBA. I just had to get those off my... Well, this all stemmed from I was mad at Nate McMillan for mishandling the Pacers (laughs) the other night. And it just got me thinking. The Pacers need to put together a package for a good point guard. Thank you, Dan Burke, for actually coaching the defense. The... I think the Pacers <laughs> should try to trade for... Uh, Kimba Walker. Well, yeah, that would be a good one. Or uh, Malcolm Brogdon. That's what I was saying. Somebody no, I a little want, more attainable. You I don't have to give Kimba. up much. I want Kimba. I mean, Kimba would be better, but I'm trying to think of here's, somebody here's the thing they can tr- trade about for. About the Pacers giving up first-round picks that I'm not worried about. We always pick from the 15 to 20 range. Yeah. We get TJ Leafs of the world. Yeah. Trade the pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get Kimba Walker. Who's better, Kimba yeah. Walker or TJ Leaf? Yeah. Trade I, the picks. I would do that too. But if you're going to give up personnel, which the Pacers are going to do, 
they should go for Malcolm Brogdon. He's he's a good enough leader, good enough. He's good playmaker. He's no Kemba Walker though. No, he's not. Which would fit perfectly there. But they should either, I, or they should try to trade for Bradley Beal, I think, and move Oladipo to point guard, and then Ooh, they get a I, shooter. Well, there. I don't know about that. I don't know. I feel like Bradley Beal doesn't match how the Pacers are, though. Maybe not quite, but J.J. Redick <laughs> doesn't match how the Sixers are, and he's he's doing well. But J.J. Redick fit, is one of those guys who fits in anywhere. Yeah, yeah you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> he does kind of embody Philadelphia, too. If kind of Bradley Beal's like feelings get hurt by John Wall and Marcin Gortat, <laughs> Thad Young would rip him apart. <laughs> Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant should go play together. And Carl Anthony Towns. They're all soft. Imagine if soft. David, imagine if Cat ever played with David West. Oh man. What that would have done to that man. Oh, he would be dead. I think <laughs> I think we would have found him in a ditch somewhere by now. I just can't wait for Jimmy Buckets to start shouting at Ben Simmons to shoot threes. Do you see their welcome video for uh Jimmy Jimmy Butler? No. But I don't even know who it was. Uh it was some broadcaster, but uh it opens as like Introducing Jimmy G Buckets. What? And the G stands for Gits. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awful. It was so That's fun. terrible. It was, oh, I think it's the coolest thing ever. Jimmy G Buckets. That's why that experiment ain't going to work, <laughs> just because of that intro. <laughs> it was, I don't think it was a Philadelphia guy who introduced him. It was some somebody earlier on the line. It was probably one of the Bulls guys, PA guys, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, you have NFL takes now. Yeah, we're going to transition to some yeah. NFL head coaching takes. Seamless transition. Perfect segue. Exactly. Professionals. They both have head coach in the name, so it's obviously a perfect segue. I don't know which of these is considered more controversial, so I'm just going to do them in the order that I put them down on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start, first of all, Packers fire head coach Mike McCarthy. They should. And they pick up. Head coach Josh McDaniels, who's the current mm-hmm. Patriots offensive coordinator. Oh, and well, that'll be another Rogers experiment. In, <laughs> Rogers in the Brady system, though. That would be that would be really nice. That'd be nasty. That I think Rogers likes to take a little more chances than Brady, though, so he might not like it very much. But uh, trust me, Aaron Rodgers would figure that system out in a heartbeat. Yeah, he would. He would figure it out. <laughs> I'm not sure he would like it though. I think he likes to throw down field a little bit too much. Josh McDaniels, I'm sure, could, you know, he could get the offense going where it needs to be. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for not coming to Indianapolis, Josh McDaniels, because Frank Reich is 10,000 times better. <laughs> I love Frank Reich. Uh, number two, the Browns already fired their head, uh, already fired Hugh Jackson. So we already know they're in the market. Um, and they hire head coach Lincoln Riley, who's the current Oklahoma Sooners head coach, Baker Mayfield's former college coach. This one's been widely reported, so yeah, I think I that's buy it. I, th- I think that's what everybody's going for right now. Is teaming up Lincoln and and Baker again. I don't know how well it'll work, but you know, might as well the give Browns. it a shot. Yeah, I mean, you're the Browns. Go for it. You what actually you may lose? have a quarterback. Keep him comfortable with somebody he likes. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's feeling dangerous. Number three, I've got the Baltimore Ravens fire coach John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And they hire current Vikings offensive coordinator John DeFilippo to tutor Lamar Jackson as he makes the transition to starting quarterback next year Ooh. instead of Joe Flacco. Ooh. 
I think actually this week, uh, I think RG three is expected to play this week, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Jackson didn't practice yeah. today as well as Flacco didn't. Yeah, Flacco's Flacco hurt. and Flacco's out, and Lamar has some in or illness. So yeah, RG three's got the first team snaps, but I'm sure if Lamar's better by Sunday, it'll be like a sixty forty type of thing probably. Yeah. You know what? Mike Ryan's gonna he's gonna be right. Remember his take from the beginning? RG3 is going to be leading the, the oh, Ravens no. by the end of the year. He's going to. He's going to have an amazing week. And then they're just like, all right, we're running with them. I'll always hate RG3 for taking rookie of the year from Andrew Luck when he didn't deserve it. But now I kind of want him to have some success. You know, I feel bad for him. Hey, he's the best of those three. Yeah, I don't Russell know. Wilson and yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's what Mike he's... Francesa said. <laughs> <laughs> he's good, man. He's good. He'd take RG3 over... Uh, Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson any day now. He, he just lost a little. <laughs> he just lost a little bit of uh, his his touch. You know, he's still good. He's still really and good. I feel like Filippo will get. He'll get Lamar going because he's Carson Wentz's forder, former quarterback coach. I can and see it. That was a good system he played in last year, which is another reason the Eagles are struggling because they lost Frank Reich, who was their OC, and they lost John D. Filippo, who's their quarterback coach. So. And also the Cowboys are that good. Uh, boys. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Dolphins fire Adam Gase after another disappointing season. Yeah, that's gonna be. And they hire former Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. Oh, that I would I would definitely see the Dolphins doing that. They would definitely. It would work out well. John Harbaugh can make you a nice a nice team. Yeah. Not a great team, but a nice team. He wins you first round <laughs> playoff losses. Exactly. Which is more than the Dolphins are getting now, so. All right. Uh, the Buccaneers fired Dirk Cutter, and they hire current Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz because their defense is the worst in the league. And they want to go defensive-minded as well as they're going to get rid of Jameis Winston. That would be a smart move. I don't know if they'll do it. Dirk Cutter's getting fired one way or the other. It's just a matter of if they want a defensive guy or an offensive guy. He- you wait until Fitzmagic saves the season for him, and then he's he's got a job next year, and then he's gonna start. No, he's gonna start Ryan Fitzpatrick next year, and they're gonna go zero and sixteen. No, and then that's when he'll get fired. The Buccaneers have incentive to sit Winston because then they can release him without paying him the fifth year uh, contract extension, and they can move on. So that's why Winston's not gonna play. Yeah. Also, Fitzpatrick is. <laughs> Everybody knows, first year he comes to your team, you play Fitzpatrick. He's going to put up ungodly numbers. Ungodly? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got a, I got an impromptu one here. Okay. I thought about doing this one earlier, but I took it off. But you know what? I'm going to go for it because I'm confident in it. The Cowboys fire head coach Jason Garrett, and they hire current Washington Huskies coach Chris Peterson. It would make my dreams come true to see Jason Garrett gone. But would Chris Peterson make your dreams come true? I mean, anybody besides Jason Garrett at this point would probably <laughs> make my dreams come true. But I have such a strong feeling that Jerry Jones will not fire Jason Garrett because he's yeah. just a puppet. So yeah. that's why I deleted I don't, it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jerry Jones will ever fire his yes man. That's, I mean, but, that's the whole reason he got rid of Jimmy Johnson. He's like, I can go win five Super Bowls with anyone. Get out of here, Jim Johnson. But the whole thought behind me doing putting Chris Peterson there is if they believe Dak is the guy moving forward, then 
Chris Peterson is you know, Jake Browning. He's the quarterback at Washington, and he's has the same issues that Dak has. And Peterson can, you know, maybe rein Dak in a little bit and make him a better quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think they would try to go after a more experienced NFL head coach. Um, they can get Dirk Cutter. <laughs> yeah, that, they might. <laughs> no, honestly, don't do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't enjoy it, but they might. Jim Harbaugh. They might go get Rex Ryan. <laughs> Please. Oh, they I, should, they're they should not going to make Jeff Fisher. Good. You'd go eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, they would probably get Jeff. <laughs> they wouldn't make a good decision. They wouldn't make. A good personnel decision. Maybe they would they get can... somebody who's going to listen to everything Jerry Jones says. And by the way, everyone's saying that Sean McVay is in play for the Browns head coaching job. Why would Sean McVay leave Los Angeles? <laughs> Why would he go to the Browns? He's got it made. His <laughs> team's good. Why would he go to the Browns? Also, the Dave Tube, the special, special teams coordinator for the Chiefs, deserves a head coaching job. And that's who I wanted when the Colts first went through. But I'm glad they chose Frank Wright because I like him. But that boy deserves a shot. He's been in the league for like 50 years, and no one's gave him a chance. So somebody hire that man. <laughs> All right, number six, the Denver Broncos fire head coach Vance Joseph, and they hire former Colts head coach Chuck Pagano. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back. My boy Chucky P. Man, I love Chuck Pagano. He, was, he wasn't the good, the best coach, but – he really just made you feel like you were important. He made you feel like you played for the team when you were sitting on the couch watching. And He deserves another chance, I think. And the Broncos are, and John Elway are just the team to hire a retread who's okay but not that good. <laughs> I think they would... I'm surprised they haven't tried to go after Peyton Manning for any sort of coaching job at this point. The Colts or the, the Broncos haven't tried. To... Well, Peyton Manning's already said that he's not necessarily interested in coaching really yeah well i think he would i think if he any be a good quarterback if coach, he would coach anything sure. i think it would be college and he'd go to tennessee yeah yeah but other than that i don't really see it i don't know about head coaching uh maybe quarterback coaching maybe offensive coordinator if if they really believe in him but I, I think he could be a good quarterback or coach, he could just really work part-time for espn like he is and make a killing yeah yeah, you can do that. <laughs> until until he pulls a John Gruden, and he's got to go back to coaching. Raiders, Raiders, you got to figure out a way to get out of that contract, man. Get Jack Del Rio back. You got to figure out a way to get out of that contract. Get it's Jack Del Rio contract. back. <laughs> All right, number seven. The Cardinals fire head coach Steve Wilkes after one season because they realize he's not as good as they thought he was, and they hire. Former Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer after Ooh. he steps down. Oh, oh, because they're looking after they hired Steve Wilkes. Everyone wasn't that you know wasn't didn't think it was a great hire. They're gonna shoot for the stars because they're gonna fire their GM Steve Kime, who got pulled over for DUI last summer, and they haven't had they don't have any players left on their roster from the 2014 and 15 drafts. So they're gonna want to move in a whole new direction. I like that. I like getting Urban Meyer. I, th- I think he won't be a good NFL coach, but, I, you know. If you're going to go big, that's a big name. Yeah. I think you could. I think his days with Ohio State are numbered with this whole scandal stuff, and he doesn't know what he can remember and what he can't remember. You know, it's really conflicting what what all is going on there. I'll tell you, you know? what, man. <laughs> NFL head coaches is my wheelhouse, bro. It's 
my wheelhouse. <laughs> and my last one is the Jacksonville Jaguars get a new head coach. They fired quarterback. Du- they fired Doug Marone, mm-hmm. and they pick up. You ready for this one? Yeah. Marvin Lewis after the Bengals <laughs> fire him. <laughs> the Bengals aren't gonna fire him. He's gonna get him to the playoffs some somehow. They're gonna lose first round, and they're gonna give him an extension. No, my real pick is uh, uh, Mario Cristobal from Baylor. Okay. Or not Baylor, Oregon. Oregon, sorry. Well, That's my real pick. They're similar in colors. <laughs> That's all my That's all my NFL head coaching picks if you wanna if you wanna throw some little sprinkles in there about something. Yeah, try to argue with us and we'll we're experts. Daniel's an expert. I'll just argue with you. NFL is like it's my space, man. Just because I didn't coach a you know high school <laughs> football team that went zero and sixteen, I know stuff about the NFL. I don't need to lose a bunch of games as the worst player or the best player on a terrible team to act like I know what I'm talking about. Best player is generous. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the one person that does know what I'm talking about knows who they are. So best person is generous. Best player is generous. At me, bro. <laughs> best play- <laughs> best player is very generous. Yeah. Very very generous. Shout out to my boy Big O. <laughs> Big O. He was the best, man. He was. He, he was. was. He really was. He went hard in the paint. He was He was the TJ McConnell, but <laughs> he had to play big, man, because... And if sure. you're ever... If you are a basketball coach for a high school team, and the other team's only shooting wing threes, don't run a 1-3-1 one, one just for reference. That's big ol' uh, Harrison County problem. May not know anything about basketball, but I know that's not the correct defensive assignment for that. We're uh, <laughs> Harrison County schools are stuck in the past. They they love running out one through one. They love running a, the and guard. And if you win a sectional in two thousand one, you get hired seventeen years later. <laughs> Over a, pro- a guy who played professionally and went to your school. <laughs> oh man, I love. I love Harrison. If you want to talk about a little something, I'm gonna get my in my NFL midseason awards in a second. So if you want to go over something else real quick, you can. Do I want to go? While I something? gear up, I I can give I can give some uh some Jimmy Jimmy Butler Markel Fultz takes yeah. Give us so, some Sixers conspiracies real quick. Okay, so some conspiracies. All right. Well, we all know Markel Fultz is uh he's back to sh- not knowing how to shoot again. And there's a there was a guy on Twitter who pointed out he he was a physical therapist. He pointed out that he doesn't think the Sixers address the right issue in his shoulder. They think he thinks he has an elongated nerve, something like that. It's not a very common issue, so it wouldn't be that that uh, that wild for the Sixers training staff to overlook that. And uh, we all know Drew Hanlon uh, got in a Twitter argument with Kyle Kuzma's trainer, and he said he's still injured in his thing and they end up deleting it so that was really weird that's that's kind of what started this whole thing well this trainer's talking about if if you look at his shoulder blades the way it's laying and shaped and stuff it's weird the way his right shoulder is dropped whenever he's dribbling lower than the other one it's kind of like offset almost and then the way he's shooting is looking like his body is not wanting to shoot because like it's not every shot he's had good form this year like, there was a shot last night. It was a perfect mid-range jumper. Perfect. But then every once in a while, he'll get to the free throw line, and that shoulder 
he, he pump fakes for some reason. And there was a video in the background of uh, when they were interviewing Jimmy Butler during practice. You see Markel Fultz in the in the background, and he pump fakes a shot where he's demonstrating to the trainer. He starts the, the way he kind of looks at him is like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, what am I doing wrong here or whatever? And it's kind of what what the the guys brought up is his brain and his shoulder are on like different different sets like they're talking through a walkie-talkie they're on different channels his his shoulder's doing one thing his brain's like look this is what you need to do one fluid motion and his shoulder's like i literally can't do that i don't know how to do that it's not possible and they're just just kind of bickering back and forth so uh, it, it's really weird I, th- I really think it's something to be looked into especially since this guy who, who tweeted all this stuff he had blog posts everything got deleted not long like right after this started picking up steam and uh this one guy was bringing up this whole conspiracy behind it. I don't know if I believe everything in the conspiracy, but he thinks maybe the Sixers have hired this guy to come look at Fultz, and so that's why he had to delete everything, doesn't want all that information out there. I don't know if I believe it. I don't think a professional organization would just hire some random dude on the internet who's like, oh, I know what's wrong with him. It's his shoulder, dude. You guys didn't look at this. I don't I don't think that any professional organization, let alone sports organization, would look into that and be like, yeah, we should hire this guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's he's a Twitter egg. So I'm I'm not, I'm not sure about all that, but I I do think the the nerve damage is something very weird to look into. I I don't know if it's uh this whole confidence thing. I mean, it did all start again after he airballed that ball against Brooklyn, and that started making us rounds on Twitter. Um, and then he's that's when all this pump faking stuff started happening again. So I don't know. His confidence really could be shaken. That could just be the whole thing. He's also he's also been tweeting some really weird stuff recently, retweeting and liking stuff, and uh, it's it's kind of concerning. Um, I believe in my guy. I want I want Fultz to do well. Uh, I want to see him develop into what he could be. Uh, but if he's not, I, I do think we need that the Sixers need to get rid of him. Um, but I, I really don't want to see that happen. I like Fultz. I don't want to see Dario Saric and uh, Rocco go either. I love those guys. <laughs> But, but you know, I'll say it, boy shook. I, he might be, he might be. I, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I'm concerned. I want to see him get better. I want to see him live up to what he could be. Because everybody's forgetting, like how good he's. Everybody's like, oh, Jason Tatum. Like the Sixers shouldn't pick Jason Tatum. You look at him now. Yeah, they should have picked Jason Tatum. But at the time, Marco Fultz was far ahead of everyone in that draft. Lonzo Ball was the second guy in that draft. Yeah. Jason Tatum got developed into something that... Hindsight, though, you should have had Jason Tatum. Yes, it would have been nice to have Jason Tatum. <laughs> Although, the way he's playing this year is just awful. Still better than Fultz. Yeah, yes, I mean, it is. Or but, you could have uh, had Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's been playing pretty bad this year. Still better too. than Fultz. He's still better than Fultz. <laughs> but, I At mean, least how- when they shoot, you feel like it might go yeah. in. Yeah, but with... With Fultz, you know, you don't draft for, oh, we know in the future he's going to have this shoulder problem. You draft because this guy's a freaking beast. He can shoot inside, outside. He plays defense. <laughs> yeah, his shot form's a little funky, but that's something that can't it's be fixed. It's more funky now. Yeah, it's really funky now. Well, apparently it is something that can't be fixed. Well, now it is. <laughs> it wasn't. 
it was definitely something where, like, look, we just get him working with Drew Hanlon, the greatest trainer of all time. And now Drew Hanlon and the Sixers don't relate to each other. Yeah, anymore. now they hate each other, which is a shame because he was doing so well with Embiid. I, I hope they those two keep working together. I hope Embiid doesn't work with Kobe like Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen He's taking all those bad shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the Mamba mentality. He's, ta- he's taking more dribbles and dribble pull-ups this year than he did all of last year, and that's why he's been awful. And his shot percentage on the shots is like below thirty percent. So <laughs> he's he's really been playing. Like I don't know Kobe. what my boy Oladipo's been doing, but more people need to look into that. Yeah, <laughs> whoever he, his trainer is. <laughs> he well, he was that way at Indiana too. He went from not even starting on his, his high but school. If team you look to... at pictures of him from college and now, oh yeah, how beefed he is. Oh yeah, in one one off season, monster. He just took him getting back to Indiana, getting back home. <laughs> He's a monster now. He's cut. Poor John Wall, by the way. John Wall's getting. He's living bad. rough, man. That's why he's so bad. John Wall about to look like me, dog. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> they, they need to get rid of him real quick. The Wizards need to part ways. Build around Otto Porter. Yeah, let Rick Pitino build around Otto Porter. <laughs> Otto Porter is Please, bad someone too. hire Rick Pitino. Please, somebody hire Rick Pitino. Anyone, I'm begging you. Build around, build around <laughs> Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre, please. I just want to see Oubre it. Oubre Jr. <laughs> I what just a goat. Wanna, I just want to see it. Get Tim Hardaway there, too. Just get just get all those guys. All those guys that are mediocre, but everyone loves. I don't know why I like Tim Hardaway so much, but I do. I don't know. He's, he's, I've always had a thing for Tim Hardaway. He's so mediocre, but you look at him and wow, he's so good. I guess watch just him, the name Tim name, Hardaway. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, when you think about him, you're like, wow, he's so good. But in reality, he's not. He's Tim really, Hardaway really is mediocre. a basketball name. It's because it's his dad <laughs> reinvented the crossover. I guess it's just, well, his dad and Penny Hardaway, you just hear the last name Hardaway, and you're like, that dude's a baller. Hardaway does sound like a very basketball name. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think there's any Hardaways in any any other sports. I mean, if there is, Not they sh- they're playing the up. wrong sport. They should play basketball. <laughs> they probably been really good. I, I don't know. I don't know why, but Hardaway really does sound. You think Hardaway? <laughs> you just think about now. AAU basketball. <laughs> Got and you thinking in, now? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Isn't Penny Hardaway the Memphis coach now? Is it? Is he? I think he is. Hold on, I'm gonna Google it real quick. He might be. Uh, Awkward I know he was coaching. In, this. I know he was coaching AAU. Um, I think it was the Suns team, and Colin Sexton was calling him out a few years ago. Remember yep, that? it's Penny Hardaway. Yeah, yeah. Good hire by Memphis. I like Penny Hardaway. Yeah, he's good. He was a good coach. <laughs> His son's soft, according to Colin Sexton, though, who's been awful this year as well. Well, he's not been in the best situation. Well, yeah. I mean, he is on the Cavs, but he hasn't. <laughs> they been had there. a head coach who wasn't their head coach for a while. Yeah. He was yeah. their ambassador. <laughs> they're they're kind of in limbo. By the way, Sixers need to trade for Kyle Korver. That's that's the big move they need to make at the trade deadline. Just get another shooter. Oh, right. Landry Shamit and Landry Shamit. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't know. I forgot Landry Shamit was a yeah. thing. He's such he's such a good shooter. If you if you're a Sixers fan, you know he's out there. Everybody forgets about him, but he's actually really, <laughs> really good. Well, not really good, but he's decent. Cyrus Smith's still out there, too. He hasn't played yet. Yeah, I forgot about him, too. He'll win Rookie of the Year next year, and everybody will be salty. They'll be like, oh, the Sixers do this every year. <laughs> yeah, people do this every year. Every 
By the way, the Knicks, the first time Alonzo the Trier, that's it. a good pickup right there. That boy's been balling. Isozo, that's what they're calling him for mm-hmm. some reason. <laughs> the Knicks are going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving next year. Ooh. I doubt it. We're going to have a KD. They think we're going to have a KD special sometime soon. Yo, we should. We should look into KD conspiracy theories. We're going to. We're going to have a KD <laughs> special and Draymond we, special. We should we should do an in-depth study of all the players on the Warriors and why they're only good on the Warriors. <laughs> like uh that Alfonso McKinney. Dude. <laughs> Sean Livingston Why does he come back from a, a knee injury And all of a sudden now he's I'm a huge Sean Livingston fan Like he's that a, guy I don't think he's ever missed a mid-range jumper No, never I don't think I don't. I really don't think he has <laughs> Alright, you ready for some NFL mid-season oh, yes. awards Let's get into with it With stats Because I Let's don't know what I'm talking it. about Let's get into it You never play the sport You can't know Alright So I didn't do all of the NFL awards that they offer because there's a heck of a lot of them. Yeah. I just did, you know, best in every position, your MVPs and your rookie of the years. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that that pretty you get a good baseline right there. Um. So we're gonna start off. What do you, you want to start from best kicker and go up, or you want to start from MVP and go down? Let's start with best kicker. Best kicker and go let's up. Build. Yeah, let's build. Let's build. All right, so best kicker in the NFL is Harrison Butker of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He's fifth in hidden points, but the most important thing is he's first in non-adjusted VOA, which is value over average. So he's the most valuable kicker to his team, but he's also fifth in you know points that aren't scored by the offense or defense. Do you think uh, Greg Zorlin would be in that conversation if he didn't get hurt, though? He would probably, but... I mean, you miss a couple games. That's yeah. points you're losing right there. So yeah, yeah. I think I think he would be. It would be a little bit. If you did adjusted value for the games that he was out, he probably would be number one. But then you're just pulling teeth, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both on the highest powered offenses, and uh, I mean them and the Saints. That's so. really the big thing is they get so many extra points. Yeah, and they get free points. So. Yeah. Will Lutz has got to be up there too, just Will, because. Will Lutz is the number one uh, weather kicker, like yeah. adjusted for weather. Yeah. Which that's he's in a dome, which helps that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he was I think he is. Hold on, I can look it up real quick. He's he's I mean he's third in hidden points, so yeah, he's I mean, up there. I mean, pretty much any kicker is going to be if they're offense is like the saints chiefs or rams they're gonna be up there any kicker that doesn't miss give me's yeah is valuable yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah uh best defensive back is xavier rhodes from the vikings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the vikings have the number one dvoa which is defensive value over average on the left side of the defense which is where xavier rhodes plays most of his snaps but they also have the number one dvoa against number one receivers which and he Xavier Rhodes plays most of the number one receivers. Yeah. yeah. So if you got guys that are playing well against the number one receiver, then there's players out there that have better individual value than Xavier Rhodes. But if you're locking up number one receivers in your side of the field, there's not much more you know mm-hmm. value in that than. Yeah. <laughs> also, a lot of really good uh, cornerbacks they they don't get very many targets yeah. thrown at them. 
So they don't have chances to get those interceptions. The best deep route defensive back is Tredavious White from the Bills. The Bills actually have one of the top five defensive in the NFL, which, which as bad as their offenses is, which says something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because they're playing a heck of a lot of snaps. Yeah. yeah All the, right. the Bills defense has been the only bright spot of that team this year. This is not me being a Colts homer. This is facts right here. Best linebacker is my boy Darius Leonard. I don't. I don't think anybody will dispute that. Ninety-seven with you. tackles. Yeah, he's a he's already ninety-seven tackles. He he missed a couple games too. He missed one game. He missed one game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he, he and had, what his first game? What he had like sixteen tackles. Yeah, two sacks and a fumble. Yeah, That's... which brings me to my next point. The Colts defense overall is third in fumbles per drive. Darius Leonard leads the Colts in that. Mm-hmm. The Colts are averaging point eight, or they're averaging fumbles per drive point eight eight, which means on approximately eighty eight percent of the attempts that they strip the ball, they get the they force a fumble on forced on attempts to strip it, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> which they saved the game the other day against the Jaguars when the Jaguars were driving and they forced a fumble and picked it up, won the game. The Colts defense is actually good, and now the offense isn't. The Colts been great. defense is the 22nd best defense in the league, which is up from 28th. But also, the Colts have the highest offensive pace, so our defense plays more snaps than most defenses. I don't That's know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> best defensive lineman is. This could go either way, but I picked JJ Watt. He has a he has a 47 percent rush win rate. Which means he wins forty seven percent of his pass rushes over Demarcus Lawrence, over Aaron Donald and Demarcus Lawrence. That's interesting. The other thing, though, J.J. Watt has one hundred and twenty five rushes, which is thirteen ahead of the next highest player, which mm-hmm. is actually Robert Quinn from the Dolphins, which has a pretty high rush win rate. Yeah, but I'm taking Watt because J.J. Watt also has value of he you know smacks the ball down at the line. He stops. He stops the run. So really, you could pick between Demarcus Lawrence, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt. But just by the fact that J.J. Watt wins almost half of his rushes, mm-hmm. I picked him. I think a lot of that though too is he's got Jadavian Clowney on the other side of the line. I think that helps him a lot too because yeah. he can't he can't get the whole focus of the offense. One line. one thing you're gonna find with most of these stats is that the better teams tend to have the better. Play, the pe- players tend to have better stats, mm-hmm. which goes without saying, but also is probably why they're, you know, better teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, a cornerback's going to have more interceptions if he's got another good cornerback on the, the other side yeah. of the field because they're not just going to exploit that matchup the whole game. But so they're, they then they're also too. part of the reason why they're one of the better teams. Yes, yeah, All obviously. Right. Best offensive lineman is Rob Havenstein of the Rams. He has a 96% rush win rate, which means That's... 96% of the time he's rushed, he, he wins it. They don't get a sack or get past him. That's crazy. That's some heavy stuff right there. <laughs> That's some big That leads stuff. the league by 3%, which if you think about it, 3% it's a pretty lot. good. Yeah, 3% <laughs> a lot. And he's also third and second level rushing block or rush blocking yards, mm-hmm. which means getting to linebackers and defensive backs and adding more value to Todd Gurley's runs, which also having Todd Gurley's running back helps you out a little bit, yeah. but that's still impressive. Yeah. 
Uh, best tight end, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. Uh, that's an obvious one. He's not leading. He's not first in any stat category, traditional stat category, but in advanced metrics, if you look at it, he's first in effective yards, mm-hmm. which means he adds more yards value-wise than any other tight end, which that can't be overstated hmm. <laughs> how important that is. Also, though, his, his stats are going to take a hit because he's got five other people that Mahomes can throw yeah. to on every drive. They're all open. That affects so. him, but it also makes him a little better because he's in an Andy Reid high-powered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, it helps him because they can't just focus on him because they got to watch Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and even Sammy Watkins on every play. But at the same time, it, it hurts him because... Mahomes can throw it to Tyreek Hill or Kareem Hunt or him or Sammy Watkins on every play. It doesn't matter. My second pick, surprisingly, is actually George Kittle from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He's having a really good season traditionally, but since he has some bad quarterbacks, his advanced metrics take hits, but traditionally he's having a really good season. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll move on to wide receivers here. See if, see if you can guess who I think the best wide receiver is. Best wide receiver is this year? Uh, I'm probably going to say Tyreek Hill. Nope. Probably. Oh, it's not Tyreek Michael Thomas. My, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Michael yeah. Thomas, that. first in catch rate in mm-hmm. 90%. That really helps uh, <laughs> Drew Brees' completion percentage. And he's also first in yards after catch, which is a little strange because he's not known as the fastest guy, but he knows how to get open and where to go. He really looks like a tight end. I, I don't He's I'm confused. He is a heck of a player, a yeah. which also all the wide receiver advanced metrics helped by your quarterback being good and Drew Brees. You'll mm-hmm. find out a little later some stuff on him. Helps out a lot, but Michael Thomas also. He's the – Drew Brees and Michael Thomas have the number one completion percentage on um, flat routes and crossing routes, which are high yardage routes. Michael, so, Michael Thomas is always open. That's the yeah. Thing. Even if he's double covered, he's open. My second pick for best wide receiver was actually Adam Thielen oh, just because of okay, his usage yeah. rate. Mm-hmm. But he suffers a little bit from – he doesn't have the size to really play some of the inside routes, so most of his stuff mm-hmm. is downfield. Yeah. So his catch rate's in the 70s, so it's not the great, the greatest. but He's a lot of go it up and catch it over some guys. Best running back? Who Can you guess who that is? Oh, it's got to be uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, yeah, exactly. It's got to be Todd Gurley. You're right. He leads the league in success rate of runs at 59%, mm. which means uh, if mean, his offensive line – Gives him three yards of separation. 59% he's going to turn it in to more than three yards. That's good. If you get more than three <laughs> yards on a, on a carry. 59% of the time. Yeah. That's a that's a first that's a first down every time. <laughs> I mean, not like every run, but. Yeah. I mean. If, if you, you ran get more it three, three times, more than, yeah. more than 50% of the time. Yeah, you're going to get a first down, which is just big. You got to get first downs to win. All right. A little controversial here. Best quarterback, can you guess who that is? All right, look, I, I know who you're going to say. You're going to say Drew Brees, but I think a lot of people believe it's Mahomes. My best quarterback is Patty Mahomes. Oh, it is Patrick Mahomes. He's oh. first in VOA, which is value over adjusted, like or average, like I told you earlier. But he's first in DVOA, which means the effect that the defense has on him is minimal. Mm-hmm. And he's also first in regular uh, value over average for quarterbacks. He's second QBR behind Drew Brees, but we're going to talk about Drew Brees later. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
Patty, Patty Mahomes is leading. Him and Drew Brees are one and two in every traditional category. Mm-hmm. Most advanced metrics, Drew Brees takes it just because he's more efficient. But Mahomes gives the Chiefs a lot of options to run with their offense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I picked him for best quarterback. He's more of a dual threat guy, too. Brees can't really roll outside of the pocket. Mahomes has athleticism to extend and get a few yards. Drew mm-hmm. Brees has enough agility to move around and get you some yeah yards yeah breeze will make smarter decisions with the throw too and he can make most of those passes mahomes can make but there's just some passes nobody in the league can make that Mahomes <laughs> he can fit it his arm strength is unreasonable yeah he can fit it through a hole the size of a penny which is is crazy all right my defensive rookie of the year once again darius leonard of course yeah I, uh, 97 tackles honest. already gave you all his other adjusted stats i don't think that'll ever be disputed <laughs> Offensive Rookie of the Year, as much, as much as I want my boy Quentin Nelson to win it, because people don't really understand how much he means to the Colts' offensive line, third in the league in pass block win rate. Um, Andrew Luck's been sacked uh, zero mm-hmm. times in his last 189 dropbacks. But I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley, because he's the only offense the Giants have. Mm-hmm. His rushing stats aren't the great, because he suffers from the 27th best offensive line in the NFL. But the one thing that really swayed it for me was Barkley's catch percentage is 82% as a running back. With Eli Manning thrown to him. That would be ninth <laughs> in wide receivers. That's that's pretty good. He does <laughs> he does get a lot of screen passes. He's kind of Alvin Kamara type uh, running back. He does back. a lot of screens, but he also runs a lot of five wide sets yeah. and goes out as a wide receiver. Yeah. Which, he's also a very good underrated blocking Mm-hmm running back, but he just suffers from bad compliment around him. <laughs> He's also got some nice thighs. He does, yes. Very nice. <laughs> he has very nice thighs. All right, can you pick my MVP of MVP. the league? I, I, w- I want to say Mahomes. I really think Mahomes should be the MVP. I don't know if that's who you have, but I, th- I think he obviously is the MVP. At the my time. MVP of the league Drew Brees. Okay. I mean, I, I can see. I think it's going to come down to those two. He is first in QBR, which is quarterback rating, with an 84% QBR, which you may not – that doesn't sound very good, but this is adjusted for um, defenses they faced. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a 77.1% completion rating, which is um, – insane <laughs> to say the least um yeah kurt warner is on the uh 99 the, season yeah the greatest show on turf which is one of the best offenses of all time or regarded as one was in the 60s 63 percent yeah and that led the league yeah this is and sam bradford won it last year with a 71 drew mm. Brees has a 77 percent completion rating that's a lot of completions most accurate quarterback in history, I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I think he is. But right. also, the Saints are number one in points per drive, which can't be understated how much the quarterback means to that. Yeah. <laughs> They're averaging almost five points per drive, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll really see how good he is. And that factors in drives that they don't score, too. Yeah. So, 
just so you understand how that works. Mm-hmm. That's they get field goals, touchdowns, or zero points, and they're averaging five. That's <laughs> that's good. If you think of how many drives there are in a football game, that's that's a lot of points. All right, and I save this one for last, just because I want to have a little Colts homerism in here. Mm-hmm. Comeback player of the year is no doubt my boy Andrew Luck. They said he was out of the league, done. He is the ninth best quarterback in the NFL by QBR. He is the fastest quarterback to get the ball out of his hands. He's been sacked the least. Colts have the highest um, tempo in the league. They're also won the past four weeks since since the beginning of October the highest scoring offense in the NFL. So my boy Andrew Luck is back, and he's the comeback player of the year. I, I think that's another one that's not really disputed. Between him or J.J. Watt for me. Yeah, J.J. Watt, he's been really good this year. J.J. Watt's but, always back, though. So Yeah, he's always <laughs> hurt and back. Is Mariota allowed to be in that category? No. He didn't he did make a comeback, you know? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Is oh, Zeke uh, allowed to be in that category? No, his was a comeback for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to throw you some... Uh, you were talking about Nathan Peterman on Twitter. Oh, yes. I forgot to throw you my Nathan Peterman stats. Everyone loves Nathan so, Peterman. Nathan Peterman's career QBR is 8.6. <laughs> His effective yards are negative 195, which means if the Bills had a league average quarterback, they would have had 195 yards more than they do with Nathan Peterman over the few games that he's played. Um, and also, a little fun fact for you here. For Aaron Rodgers to match Nathan Peterman's touchdown to interception rate, the next twelve thousand or next one thousand two hundred and forty career pass attempts that Aaron Rodgers made would have to be picks, <laughs> with no completions or drops, all picks, and he would match Nathan Peterman's career one, which is, I think, after the last game, fourteen percent. If you threw it, and Aaron Rodgers is, I'm pretty sure, about one point six for his career. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Okay. Peterman is bad. I'll, I'll throw that out there. I love Peterman because he's not on my team. But at the same time, <laughs> if you look at his all of his career turnovers, half of them are on his wide receivers. Like, just dropping the ball. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that excuses anything because that's still only half. He still threw a lot of interceptions that were his fault. And even the ones where his receivers dropped, like, they were still questionable throws and they sh- they were bad throws and they wouldn't have been completions but his receivers either don't catch the ball or whenever they drop the first one and instead of batting the ball down so the defense can't catch it they just bat it up in the air and they're like all right uh i know i can't catch this but i'm gonna i'm gonna try <laughs> anyway and leave the ball in the air so the safety can come from 20 yards out and intercept this because i bobbled it so I mean, yeah, Nathan Peterman's not a good quarterback. One last step for you here. So Nathan Peterman's value over average is negative 111%. He's in 111% worse than a league average quarterback. And if we look at what a league average quarterback this year would be, that would be um, Andy Dalton. So he's 111% worse than Andy Dalton. He really makes a, the league average quarterback. <laughs> he makes Andy Dalton look like Tom Brady. He really hurts the league average quarterback. He pro- he does pull it down, yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about how the league average would be set to, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or something. 
And then, because Nathan Peterman exists, it's freaking Andy Dalton. That's how far it has to drop. We all saw how bad Josh Allen was. His QBR is 25 points better than Nathan Peterman. He still still gets some wins, though. And if Matt Barkley keeps up the pace he's at, he'll be the 13th best quarterback in the NFL the rest of the season. I don't think he'll keep up the pace. Matt freaking Barkley. I don't think he'll keep the pace, but we can always hope. (laughs) I want Barkley to make a comeback. I, it would be cool. I want to see AJ McCarron finally play. Everybody's like, "Oh, th- this team needs to sign it," and they, you know, who he sign... plays for, right? Is he on the Bills? <laughs> nope. <laughs> he is the backup quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. Oh, he's on the Raiders now. He should play. Behind <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek Carr. He should play. And all Derek Carr's teammates hate him because he cried after he hurt, <laughs> broke his leg. <laughs> they think he's weak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he broke his leg, so I mean, that probably really hurt. You know? <laughs> no, he's soft. He's soft like Carl Anthony Towns. Soft? I think I think that's a, a pretty well-rounded show today. We went a little long, but yeah, but we, we had, had to throw some facts in because we don't know what we're talking about because I'm not a girls basketball coach. <laughs> We were yeah we gotta we gotta make sure uh, y'all knew we we got stats. I have more degrees than he does wins, just so you know. <laughs> I don't think very many people understand this uh, what's going on, but if you know, che- you know. Yeah, check out the Twitter at dairy underscore Danny, and you can find out. You can go through our tweets and replies. You this can, is our first professional beef. You can see some comical stuff. We we really need to beef up, not beef down. You know. Yeah. We we got to beef with first take or something. I don't think that's possible, but we'll try. Somebody somebody get Stephen A at us. Tell him we we said he doesn't know what he's talking about or something. Tell him we said the Cowboys are good. Yeah, tell him we're Cowboys <laughs> fans or something like that. And we'll beef with them. And then we'll get some good publicity, good audience uh, boost from that. Anyway, I don't know what we'll do for next week. Next week's Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out a We'll figure a something out. We might, we might record the episode a little early and release it on Thursday. We might re- record it late. I don't know. We'll figure out something. We may throw you a little, a little, a little short special something. Yeah, we'll we'll throw something out. I mean, this week's long, so you you got you can break it into two episodes. Listen to if it you twice. Want. Yeah, listen to it twice. It don't <laughs> matter. We'll we'll figure something out. We'll see you next week. And remember, Quincy Enigma is a quack. <laughs>